I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome back for another episode. I'm so pleased to have in the studio today Bracha Getz, who is an amazing author of 41 children's books. Is it 41 or is it 42 now, Bracha? Good question. 41 children's books and one book for adults. Yeah. Okay. And what do the books mainly cover? What are, What's the theme? I... What they all have in common is that they all help souls to shine. That's that's the one thing that they all have in common. So like some books could be like a couple of books are about the prevention of abuse. There are books about eating healthy, why it's important for children to exercise, get enough sleep, like let's stay healthy. And And there's books about teaching about sensitivity to disabilities. And and then there are books also about what we learn from nature. And then there are books that are just really focused on teaching children that they're spiritual beings from the very beginning of life and how, how to develop happiness skills early on in life. So, so they'll have them the rest of their life, and they won't have to play catch up like like adults have to play catch up. Yeah. So, through storytelling and animation, how can you inspire a child to know what happiness is, learn how to get happiness? Because uh, you know it's quite a young age to be seeping into those topics. Yeah. Exactly. Well, one thing is, if you have a healthy body, if you don't have a healthy body, it prevents your soul from fully shining. So that's part of it. That's why the prevention of abuse is so important, because when a child goes through abuse or neglect, trauma, they they put barriers up, protections, and they never get to experience full pleasure in life. So if we can protect children from that, that's a, that's a huge help toward happiness. And the same with eating healthy, living a healthy life, realizing that our bodies are designed to move. All of this is really helpful. But what I also teach children is that we're spiritual beings that need spiritual nourishment every day as much as we need physical nourishment. So in order to fully shine, like, so my newest book, you, uh, uh, my, no, that's it. My newest book is Don't Read This Book. Don't Read This Book teaches children what that little voice is, is saying in your head. It's the, the voice that's trying to get you to do the wrong things, like the voice that's telling you to be miserable. So what do you do? It teaches you how to, recognize that voice, 
and use its tricks to bring you happiness in life. For instance, it'll tell you, um, you're lacking this, you're missing out on that, be miserable. If you only had that, then you'd be happy. So, so when you recognize that it's doing those things to you all day long, you say, oh, wait a minute, I get it. It's you, it's that voice. So, and you can give it a name too. And then you say, you know what? Instead, I'm going to be grateful for what I have instead of trying to get what I don't have. So the minute you do that switcheroo, then you start being happy. This is like so useful for children to learn these skills early on. Another trick it does is it says, if you just have a little piece of cake, just a little piece, that's all. And it knows that it's going to get you because like junk food is addictive. So the thing is, you say, okay, I'm just going to stretch a little bit. I'm just going to do this thing a little bit. And you use its tricks to do good things in life. And it's, it's really the most important thing to do. And what happens is you also, what this book tells you is one of the biggest secrets in life. It took me many years to realize this, that that voice, it really doesn't want you to listen to it. It wants you to overcome it. It wants you to say, I'm going to be grateful. I'm not going to listen to you making me miserable. It's like those weights that we lift. It gives us stronger muscles. So this gives us gratitude muscles. The more we push off those miserable feelings and focus on what we have already, that's how we grow our gratitude muscles and get them stronger. So fascinating because it's such an interesting area to be serving, operating, working in um, ch children development. How, how can we help children have an understanding of their own spirituality? I mean, it's not Good an easy question. thing to convey. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm going to show you this book. This is really interesting. The Invisible Book. So this book, this boy, he discovers there's so many things we believe in that are invisible. There's there, and we see their effects, although we never see them. There's the wind, there's electromagnetism. How, do, how does a magnet pick up a paperclip? There's our thoughts, there's our feelings, there's time. There's so many things. There's Gravity, we let go, it falls down. There's an invisible force, you know? So it's not that hard to believe. We too are invisible beings. We are really essentially spiritual beings just clothed in these bodies for a short time here. I, I, I heard a quote that you said where on your website, I think, Life is but a blink, so leave a lasting impression. We're, 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 we're not here for that long, you know? So we're just here for a little while on this earth to 
do the best that we can with the souls that we were given. And what's our job here? It's amazing. We have one job here, and that's to experience gratitude. This world was made for our enjoyment. We are here to enjoy all these blessings as much as we possibly can. And we've, we've gotten so far out of the garden that we don't realize that's what we're here for, to experience gratitude as much as possible. Any moment that we're being grateful is a moment that we're not being miserable. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, it's just such an inspiring topic. Tell me something. How does somebody become an author of 41 children's books? How does somebody, what? what I miss Become what an author of uh, 41 <laughs> children's books. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm stealing this line from somebody else, but I heard it, and it's such a great line. I'm not really writing these books. I'm just taking dictation. That's what it is. I am just a vessel. It's like it really channels through me. Like people ask me to write certain books now on topics, like, like during the pandemic. The, the par parents wanted a book, Let's Stay Healthy. That's when I explained why is it important to eat healthy foods? What does the non-healthy foods do to our bodies? Why is it important to exercise? Why get enough sleep? I explained the why. And, and here's the thing. Um, I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. How do you write the book? So then I, I was thinking to myself, how do I write this book? She wants me to write. So it, a few nights, I wake up in the morning after a few nights, I keep a pad by my bed. And I wake up, maybe it was three nights after I was asked to write this book. And I start scribbling away. I got the whole book down. I even have the title, Let's Stay Healthy. I, I know exactly how to write the book. So I didn't even think about it. It just comes when it's ready to come into the world. It flows in. And that's how it goes. I just really, it's all about being in a state of flow and just letting the books happen. And the books, they're not long. You know, when you write a picture book, it's not all that many pages, but the children, they read them over and over until it really gets instilled into their, into their being. So it's really important what you write. And also with children's books, Everybody gets the message, the, the little children, the adults reading it to them, maybe elderly grandparents reading the books and teenagers like I hear from teenagers that pick up Let's Stay Healthy and they get what's going on. They pick it up when no one's looking and they get the messages, too. So with the children's book, you can reach everybody. Yeah. And. Um... What were you doing before writing children's books? Because we all have a story. Often it's a challenge to triumph. What's, what's your story? Oh, so also I was, um, for like 20 years, I was um, running a Big Brother, Big Sister program, which gave me a lot of insights into um, 
that's why I ended up writing about abuse because, you know, I had a lot of training and how to screen people out that wanted to become volunteers for the wrong reasons. And, you know, I just always love helping children. So I was doing that kind of work for years. And, and the book about um, my memoir is about my struggles in overcoming food addictions. And basically, it's, it's, it's a, also that book, like, I don't write a lot of words. It's, I took Ex, I took excerpts from my diaries, my journals, my letters, and I filled in the missing pieces. So you could actually, it's like a documentary. You could actually see me slowly developing the food addictions and then healing. It covers 20 years time from ages 12 to 32. So it's kind of like a psychological mystery. And that's how that book came to be. And, and that's the book is about my struggles and how I came to learn that what was starving was my soul. Mm. It, it, there's an emptiness within all of us. And the more we feel that emptiness, the more we try to fill it with external things, but it just makes the hole get deeper and deeper because it's not a physical hole. It's a spiritual hole that that needs to be filled up with gratitude. Filling a spiritual hole. I, I, I like that. Um, what can people do if they need to fill a spiritual hole? Because what I see is that people not necessarily are in desperation, but coming from a place of frustration that they are just trying to reach out for anything and everything that they think might have substance or help support or guide them to where they want to go. So what exactly. can people do rather than just, you know, reach it, reach at something? What's a more guided yes. way of doing it? Exactly. Exactly. Addictions are so widespread Addictions are like the compulsive use of something despite the harmful consequences. We're still willing to do that. Why? Because we want pleasure. We feel a scarcity of pleasure in our lives. That's the reason why people just keep stuffing their faces. You eat something delicious and you just keep going. Why? Because you want the pleasure to keep lasting. What we really want is lasting pleasure. How do we find lasting pleasure in life? So what I found, what changed my life was, this is called the pleasure ladder. And it's, it's not from my head. It's based on ancient mystical wisdom. The it's five rungs, five rungs on the pleasure ladder. And they correspond to the five levels of the human soul. And they also correspond to our five fingers. In other words, we have the power to, be, to bring pleasure into our lives at any moment. It's totally empowering, not dependent on anybody else to bring pleasure into your own life. The lowest level of pleasure are all the physical pleasures. Why? Because the lowest level of our soul is the part that's attached to our bodies. So when we experience a natural physical pleasure like um, 
an, um, a healthy food, a natural whole food, or exercise, swimming, gardening, yoga, dancing, um, or being in nature, any of the natural music, any natural physical pleasure, when we experience it with gratitude, it uplifts both our body and our soul. It fills us up. If like, like an example of this um, tangerine or an orange, you know, um, if we eat this mindfully, we get into like such a great state of pleasure because like, first of all, it's beautiful, beautifully colored, bright and beautiful. And it only becomes this bright and beautiful when it's ready. I'm ready. You know, before that, it's green. It's camouflaged in with the trees until it's ready for us. And then like the sweet juiciness stays in for months because of this amazing peel. It's individually packaged. And then inside of that are the seeds of eternity. These seeds that become trees and become infinite more orange, or oranges or tangerines or whatever, apples. And you compare that to an orange flavored tangy taffy, you know, where even the peel, even the, the wrapper pollutes the environment. And it just, it's, it, it gives you pleasure for one moment while it's here in your mouth. And then it's just bad for your body. So it's like, this is made with infinite loving kindness and infinite wisdom. And it's so different. So these are the things that bring us pleasure. And what's higher than that is love. And you would think like, well, love has to be dependent on somebody else. But it, we can bring love into our lives at any moment by just focusing on the virtues of another. So like even in um, if you were in like if somebody's in solitary confinement in prison. And they think about a grandmother that once did a kindness for them. They're filled with this warm, emotional feeling of love that can really help them in life. So love we can bring into our lives at any moment by focusing on the virtues of somebody. And what's higher than that is meaning, doing something meaningful, good and meaningful in the world. So I, I was on a, a show where I was mentioning this and the, the host said that he had been he ate two slices of pizza the other day and he was going to plow through the whole box of pizza by himself. Someone knocks on his door and he, he, his neighbor needs his help for a couple of minutes. After he helps his neighbor and comes back in, he doesn't want the pizza anymore. He, he puts the rest in, back in the fridge because he's filled up. He just filled up on doing something meaningful in the world. So that's an even greater pleasure. Higher than that is creativity. That's when we put a unique part of ourselves into the world. When we're doing something creative, we don't feel like eating or sleeping. We're on such a high. And the highest pleasure of all is called transcendence. That's when we make a crack in a bad habit that we have 
begin to break an addiction, transcend our own limitations, do something differently, you know, break out of our own limited world. Because an addiction is a very narrow place. It's like being in a prison. Um, so, and it, and when we transcend that, we transcend, also we experience it like under a starry, starry sky when we know we're a part of a much greater universe and we're connected to everything and everybody and we all are connected to the same source energy. So this is how we bring a sense of abundance into our lives instead of living with that sense of scarcity and estrangement and loneliness and depression and anxiety that causes us to overeat or have other addictions. Uh, this sense of abundance and 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 there's one price to pay to climb this ladder and that's gratitude that's the whole thing we need to do in order to climb the pleasure ladder uh, it's beautiful um i've never seen it like that before so uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing i just love thank your passion you. and your enthusiasm um it's so inspiring, honestly. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, do you do any of the artwork yourself when you uh, write the book? I, I do love to do artwork. I love it. I draw like really interesting creatures, but I've never written a book yet that I felt I could illustrate. So yeah, we have illustrators for all the different books. Usually the, the publishing companies hire the illustrators. I, I get to approve the illustrator and I work with the illustrator back and forth till we get every page just how we want it, which is, which is a really joyful process. I love that give and take with the feedback with the illustrator, but I've never illustrated my own books yet. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I love how you talked about infinite wisdom being in a tangerine or an orange. That's uh, never yeah. quite seen it that way, but uh, I do I, understand. I'm so happy. I love, I love sharing that with people like you can't imagine, you know, it's what changed my life. Somebody sharing that with me. So I love sharing it with other people. When I help other people's souls to shine more, that helps my soul to shine more. So it's like, it's the biggest joy. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for sharing with us. Um, if anyone wanted to read a book, buy a book, how could they get hold of one of your books? Yeah. So my children actually have created this amazing website, getsbookshop.com. Gets is spelled funny, G-O-E-T-Z. And um, you can also download a free chart of the pleasure ladder. It's more, it's more involved than this. We show a lot of different things you can download the pleasure ladder chart from the website and you could put it like on your fridge or on your cupboard to help you recognize that there's an abundance of ways to bring pleasure. So that helps us to get unstuck from any addiction that we might have. 
it's it's that sense of scarcity that keeps us indulging in our addictions and the sense of abundance in life that frees us to be able to experience so many other pleasures. There's, there's a wonderful quote. Uh, yeah, addiction is giving up everything for one thing and recovery is giving up one thing for everything. When I was in active addiction, the world turned gray and now it's filled with colors again. That's, that's how life changes, yeah. So really interestingly, just coming away from children's books for a minute, you talked earlier about your food addiction. How do you get over or get through or get out of a food addiction? Yes, and like in the moment, let's say you feel like overeating, there's questions. These questions still come into my mind years later, years after getting over what I, I had a binge eating problem. And then it, that fluctuated with like restrictive diets that never lasted. And then I'd be binging. It was like a horrible way to live. So now the questions will still come into my mind. If I ever feel like overeating, I'll say, is it your body that's hungry or your soul? Because really what you want is just pleasure. It's not that you want to just keep eating this food. If you've had a good meal and you're still going, you just want lasting pleasure. So remember all the ways you can bring lasting pleasure into your life. Just stretch a little bit, stretch, turn on the music, start dancing. Leave a message for somebody, text somebody and text them and say, you know what I appreciate about you, how thoughtful you were. Just say something. Guess what happens in that moment? Like the bag of potato chips stops calling your name. It just stops right that moment. The big tub of ice cream, it's not screaming your name anymore. It's like amazing. Watch that happen. And it takes, it takes 400 repetitions to create a new habit. But if you do it joyfully, 10 to 20 repetitions and you've got the new habit down. So do it joyfully. Identify what else brings you pleasure besides eating. Like there's a show, My 600 Pound Life, and they all say the same thing. They say, the only thing that was bringing me joy anymore was eating. So that's the whole trick. Bring you don't have to restrict in order to get over a food addiction. You want to bring on the joy, pour it into your life. And that's how you get over it as quickly and joyfully. So to overcome a habit, you just need to add greater and more lasting pleasures into your life. I completely agree. <clears throat> I uh, often say to clients, the best way to get rid of an addiction is to replace it with another addiction. Uh, <laughs> a better one. <laughs> Correct. So they look at me funny and they're like, what? You want me to stop drinking and start smoking? I'm right. Like, no, stop drinking and start living joyfully. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, once you get that joy, you don't want to let it go. 
and you don't need to. That's the amazing thing. You can fill your whole life up with joy. Why do I no longer need to binge eat? I'm not running on empty anymore. Now there's a trust in my life that this world is a is ultimately designed for our benefit and that we too are ultimately ultimately good. The world, our lives are ultimately good. We are ultimately good. That was a huge change because when I had those addictions, life felt out of control. I, I, everything seemed haphazard, anarchy. What's the purpose of anything? Now that I understand life's purpose, it's a, it's a whole different world. And it's a world that I can just enjoy now by experiencing gratitude. The more gratitude I feel, the more enjoyable life becomes. So, And it's there for every single person. It's available. Yeah, for anyone uh, listening or watching, if you uh, are doubting what Bracha says, then uh, be sure next time you reach for food out of, uh, you know, trying to make yourself feel more joy, just listen to the passion and the energy and the joy in Bracha's voice because it's here <laughs> for all of us to see and hear. And um, oh, Thank you. It, honestly, it's and such a joy having this conversation with you because everybody in the coaching space understands that we need to live a more joyful life, mindfulness and these things. But none of them, not none of them, not many of them express it passionately. And that's something that's really lacking. So it, I, I love this conversation we're having. I think it's so inspirational and I love what you do because uh, you know, the education institutions are broken and why wait until you're 30, 40, 50, 60 and broken to educate yourself, educate yourself yes. as a child or have your parents exactly. educate you. So, yeah, I just really want to honor you for your work. I'm so grateful oh. to have you on the show. Um I just this I, I I could keep talking all day, but I uh I'm fearful that we might lose some interest from the listeners. So just before we wrap up, um to the adults, what's your greatest piece of wisdom you could share? Hmm, my greatest piece of wisdom. I'm just going to say. Plant a little seed, whether you plant it in a child, whether you plant it in your own life, that little seed, that little one good thing you do, the one change you make, beneficial change in your life, it, that little seed becomes a tree. That little seed becomes an infinite amount of fruit. You can do that by planting one tiny seed in your life today. One moment of gratitude, it grows, it multiplies. So everything counts, every good thing that you do. Um, appreciate it and rejoice in it and celebrate it. When, when you fall down, when you relapse, when you overeat or get involved in an addiction, it's going to happen. That's part of life. But that's not the important thing. Say, 
okay, I ate 10 candy bars. I didn't need 50 candy bars, you know? Rejoice that you just ate 10. Whatever it is that you do, rejoice in what you've accomplished because it's something, it's something better. And, and just keep celebrating. Be, add more and more grateful. Keep planting those gratitude seeds. Each one counts. Yeah. And um, lastly, to any parents out there listening, uh, your, your books aren't in the bookstores, right? They're only available on uh, the brachabookshop.com, right? And on Amazon, yeah. And mm -hmm. on Amazon, okay. So yeah. how can we inspire people in bookshops to go over to brachabookshop.com or Amazon because... I've read to my nephews some of the books in the bookshops and I don't feel they're anywhere near as inspirational or educational as yours. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. What would you like to say to those parents? Yeah. I mean, thank you. Yeah. The, they definitely could be in bookstores too. There aren't so many bookstores anymore, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 very happy. Like the, I know some of my books are have really saved lives, and I'm really grateful. I hear from parents, like some of my books are in like the abuse books. Almost 150,000 copies have been sold, and they're really helping children to live more joyful lives. So I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for each person that reads the book and how it can change their life to, to let their soul shine more fully. That's, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Lovely. And um, just uh, last uh, question for you. What does stay outstanding mean to you? To stay outstanding is to let your soul shine because your soul is infinitely wise, infinitely loving. So you have everything in you to stay outstanding. I want to give, I want to show you this demonstration. If anyone's watching this here, we, we are like this. We are a light. We have this light within us. It's a pure, infinitely beautiful light that we all have shining within us. And when we go through traumas in our life, like we get coverings, we put coverings over ourselves and we don't even see that light in us anymore and others don't see it. So when what we have to do, sometimes we need like a coach, someone to help us remove these layers. We can't do it by ourselves. We need someone to help us. We need therapeutic intervention, but we also need to nourish that soul so that it can shine more brightly. As we remove those layers of protection and the barriers, we also need to keep nourishing our souls. And how do we do that? Through, through gratitude. That is how we stay outstanding. That's really the secret to nourishing your soul and becoming the outstanding, the outstanding soul that you truly are in this world. Thank you uh, for sharing that with us. And thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story. Um, it's been such an inspiration. Guys, do check out brachasbookshop.com 
um, also on Amazon, Brahaget, G-O-E-T-Z. It'll all be in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been an immense pleasure. Thank you for me too. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.